On today's episode, Josh and I are here to discuss, unfortunately, we're going to bring back Panic Button. Of course, it's been about 30 days. Uh, find out here shortly who the team is. Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood and what we're calling the Rockets drama. Draymond's comments against the NBA regarding cancellations. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Bulls uh, with our buddy from a couple of months ago we had on, uh, Mr. Nick LeVere, uh, creator of Enable. And he'll give us an update on Enable, where it's at uh, and where his red hot Bulls are. I'm tired of saying red hot. I promise I will stop doing it. I promise, everyone, this is the last time. All that long-winded to be said. Trivia is also in this episode, of course. We're not going to do an episode without trivia. Looking forward to recording that one with Josh next. Welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Trevor. How you been, Trevor? How was your new year? It was great. Uh, As you can probably tell by my voice, it's happy new year to me. New year, new voice. I'm excited. Um, It was a lot of fun watching some very boring New Year's Six Bowls. That's not what we're here for, though. Um, Had a great time uh, enjoying with my friends and family. I don't really, I'm trying to tie it to basketball in some way. Honest to goodness, I don't remember what I did other than really just I ate a lot of great food and watched a lot of mediocre college football. That was kind of where that's kind of where my weekend went. Um, very relaxing, prepared for today. Uh, looking forward to the fun. What about you? Oh, it was good. Um, it's honestly kind of lazy just to relax the family. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, watched a few Hornets games here and there, but not a ton on the basketball side. Kept rolling in fantasy basketball and really thriving on that end. Our two-pointers podcast fantasy team is in first place, so go up. I guess we'll, we can again, we can do a little update. We, uh, I, I do actually – I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to throw this in because I'll tag Mark uh, on Wednesday. But uh, we took down Fantasyland Basketball, Mr. Mark uh, from Down Under – uh, Mark, who at the time going into the matchup was nine and one, and we proceeded to beat him by 500 points. Um, obviously, COVID, there's a lot of things going on with you know teams and guys missing players. I get it, but like, come on, Mark, bring it, man. At, at us on Twitter for a little bit, Mark. Like, it, it was a great matchup. I'm looking forward to the probably championship rematch, uh, would be for the next time we see Mark. Um, and then our dynasty league, uh, we can do a more in depth throw. Uh, fantasy basketball review maybe towards all-star break time when we're kind of pushing for all-star content but uh yeah um had a very disappointing loss on my end this week uh against i guess i've picked up another league rival uh and in picking chat. up a lot of those lately all good no, really thanks. fast and it's a dynasty league and fast and curious too curious uh i unfortunately uh there's only seven people i can create a rivalry with but i'm already three down so i'm looking forward to the rest of the year All right, so moving into our first segment of the day, uh, we're here again with our friend Nick LeVere from Enable, and we're going to hop into talking about probably the hottest team in the Eastern Conference in the Chicago Bulls, uh, Nick's hometown team. Nick, honestly, what is the excitement like in Chicago? The Bulls are good again. Like, 
How's it going? Dude, it's crazy. Like, you know, especially anytime a Chicago team is good because it's such a big market, no matter what sport it is, you know, it's always one of the hottest towns to be at, obviously, especially you. It's so weird. Like, even when the Bulls were bad these last few years for ever since like D Rose, Jimmy Butler era was over, but people were still going to the games. Like, they still have one of the best attendance in basketball, even when they were pathetic to watch and embarrassing to watch. But now that, um, Everybody's just talking about them now. It's not just everyone's going to the games, you know, all the news networks out here. Like, people are actually talking about the Bulls. Normally not like the first or second team talked about in Chicago, but since that the Bulls are, as of right now, the best team in Chicago, you know, that's, that's all everybody's talking about. Even though the Bears suck, who cares? Now we have the Bulls. So the, the I'm glad Josh, like, started with that one because that was my favorite question. There's nothing like when I stayed in New York for a week, there's nothing like you could be in New York at three in the morning. You could be in New York at, at you know, rush hour at 8 a.m. when you get a bagel and people are going to talk about Mets, Jets, Islanders, like, you know, the list goes on, right? Every team in the town, no matter you love them or hate them, they're, they're being talked about. And at least from social media right now, the Bulls, it's like everyone is on this train. It's like everyone's like got on the train now. And if you know, wh whether the train crashes or not, they're not getting off of it. Like, are, are people like when you go out in the morning and go to like get breakfast, are people talking about the Bulls in the city right now? They have to be, right? Oh, absolutely. They are. And you see a lot more people wearing Bulls apparel all over the place now. So even if they're not talking about them, like you always see people like supporting, you know, now things like that. You see a lot of people wearing hats. Even at, like at my job, like I see a lot of people wearing Bulls gear now because they're so excited that we, we have not been this good in and so long, ever since we made the Eastern Conference Finals that one year when Derrick Rose was the MVP, and that was back in 2011. We're in 2022 now, so that's how long, like, that's how long, like, the hype is really, you know, been there. But, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to see how good they are, especially, you know, this was a whole new team, and there was a lot of question marks going in to the season from, I guess you could say, like, basketball analysts and other people out there saying that, you know, this team might not gel. Uh, this team won't be able to play defense um, and things like that. And as of right now, we prove, you know, we, they've uh, proven everybody wrong, you know, so. Yeah, they were my see it to believe it team. No disrespect. I mean, I had them in that five. I think we both actually had them in the five, six number because it was like, we, we kind of looked at the teams ahead and behind and we're like, we know everything about them except for Chicago, but I'll play off of the hype that Josh brought up. I mean, we kind of – the DeMar DeRozan thing, like the two buzzer beaters, this is really where we – the reason we wanted you on is that, and obviously talk to Nable in a few minutes. But, I mean, just talk about his impact. I mean, what as a fan, obviously, this is from a fan's perspective. So tell, just tell me about DeMar, man. What's it been like to experience the DeMar DeRozan uh, show, I guess? No, nah, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome, you know, and especially like the last few years, like Zach Levine was pretty much the only – I guess thing that the us Bulls fans were really watching. And now like you have a guy that's just as talented as him on the wing spot and him as of right now, you know, Levine and DeRozan are looking like those two are going to be all-star starters, not just to make the all-star team, you know, the way that they're both playing at a high level right now. And, you know, DeMar DeRozan has brought something to this city that we have Bulls fans haven't really seen in a long time. I've, I could say since like the Derrick Rose era and things like that. And, you know, he, it's just, it's just his game overall. I feel like, you know, he just makes the game so easy for, and so smooth for just everybody to watch, 
You know, he's a, he's a mid-range specialist. He gets to his spots anytime he wants. And he's expanded to the three-point line a lot more this year than years previous. I think, like, a lot of people, too, he's very motivated, too. And a lot of these Bulls players are motivated because a lot of people have, like, thrown him off. Like, not saying that people thought that he was washed or anything, but people were just like, okay, yeah, he could average, like, 20 points a game. We know he could do this every year. But now he's he's really taken that, and he's really – taking being the leader of this team, you know, as first year on on the team, obviously. And he's just, he's just got everybody on board, you know, the winning and he's accustomed to winning. Obviously he has never won a championship, but he's had great runs in Toronto. You know, he didn't have that many great runs in San Antonio that we all thought maybe when him Aldridge got together, but um, you know, he, he's just really, really motivated this year because everyone kind of throwing him off. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, he might've been like the worst signing for the bulls. We overpaid for him and he heard all the talk and, you know, he's just eating everybody's words right now. Yeah. I think DeMar definitely was the one that kind of came with a chip on his shoulder. Um, Chicago. I think, I mean, a lot of the players that have come there in the past couple of years, whether it be DeMar or Alonzo or Vooch have kind of come with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder of people, thinking they weren't as valuable anymore. Like, there are guys that are putting up these great numbers, but are they kind of getting the wins? Are they getting that far? And they're kind of proving a lot of people wrong this year, especially in the side with DeMar. Uh, many may have thought kind of DeMar would kind of be left behind by the game going further and further towards shooting threes. But DeMar is able to pick apart people, and he's scoring more easily because nobody's really paying attention to that mid-range shot. Yeah, and for example, too, um, after the game yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw, it was like all over social media, he stayed and shot 250 free throws with his uniform still on. I did not see that. Wow. As, um, I think he shot like 7 of 12 from the free throw line uh, yesterday, and he just wasn't happy with it, so he stayed. It was all over like Chicago like media or whatever. He stayed and with his jersey on and everything, he shot 250 free throws after the game was over yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it's that's uh, I love that. As some, he's definitely been very open about obviously being from California. He's a big fan of Kobe, so I'm really glad to see that he has that mentality even this late in his career. I'll say it since you didn't. I thought you would in five minutes, but he definitely got snubbed from um, from December Player of the Month, no doubt. Got Absolutely. snubbed. Nothing against Adam Mitchell. Nothing against. I don't even know who won it on the other side. I can't even remember now. Joel Embiid. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against either of those guys. But he, at least the way he ended December. Obviously, this is turning into a Demar Derozan segment. But yeah, no. Look, he look, well deserved. I, I, I'm. I had to say it if it wasn't said. So, Josh, uh, what are we looking at next? I think uh, we're talking through. Obviously, because the Bulls are so good. I just. What's your favorite? thing about them player maybe that we might not you know just favorite thing about them and then in just a second we'll go over as well uh, something that they may do need to improve on uh, if they can win a title yeah um my favorite thing about this Bulls team is they just play hard you know what i mean on both sides of the floor like at one point in the season they were i think they were top 10 or top five in both offense and defensive ratings i don't know where they are exactly in both categories now but you know everyone thought even me I'm like, okay, this team's going to put the ball in the hole a lot. But besides Lonzo and Caruso, we're really weak on the front line. We're not going to be able to play in defense because, you know, Levine and DeRozan, like, yeah, they're great players and stuff, but they weren't really accustomed to, like, playing any defense. Like, they're not known for being good defenders and things like that, too. So, 
Um, I just I just love the heart that this team has, especially a guy like Alex Caruso. He could go out there and not even score a single point, and he can make the most impact on his team. You know, that's something that I love about him, and I like guys like Derek Jones. Like, we have a lot of guys not only that can contribute from scoring, but our bench, too, is really – especially Kobe White these last few games has been on a tear. You know, and he was injured, and, you know, he, he was struggling at first. He's probably hurt. You know, he's been kind of – I don't know on the trade talks, but, you know, there's some rumors that the Bulls were thinking about getting rid of him because I'll just assume he's really played well for us as a rookie, you know? So, no, I just love the heart of this team, you know? And one thing to improve, I think we need to win a championship. I think we need another, we need another big besides Vooch. Mm. Maybe not, maybe not a big that could, can obviously that has the offensive swagger like Vooch, you know, he's been kind of inconsistent a little bit still which is kind of concerning because we're going to really need him to be very consistent if we want to win the championship. But um, I think we just need another – we need, like, a rim protector big. Mm-hmm. A big that can play his role, you know, and things like that. So it would have been, like, a like a big that kind of plays, like, I don't know, like Patrick Williams, I guess. You know, a big that can, that can block shots, like a really play defense, yeah. you know, and just knows how to play his role. So I think that's what we really need. Those are tough to come by right now. Um, I'll give you a little bit of credit here. Uh, just have a couple stats in front of me. Uh, they are field goal percentage. They are third in the league. They are also first in three-point percentage as of today. And it looks like they are second in free throw percentage. So offensively, like balls, cl- yeah, balls one in the hole. They're clicking. I agree with you on the Booch thing. I think we know what Booch can be, though. That's the thing. Like, he's struggling to, like – he can get there. Like, we know it. They bought really low on him. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I just think it's because, you know, his his entire career, he's always been either a first or second scoring option. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of reminds me of, like, Chris Bosh in Miami that first year when they when they brought the big three together. Like, Chris Bosh was a star in Toronto. He was averaging 20 and 10 in his sleep. Now, obviously, Buchmich is still getting, like, his rebounds and stuff a game. But he's just got to get used to being that third wheel now. And there's games that he's been really good, and there's games where he just doesn't show up to play at all, you know. And I think he just has to get – still has to feel for the game and stuff like that, so for sure. Yeah, they're 11th in uh, defensive rating, so just – I mean, just not far out of the top 10, obviously, and offensive rating their top uh, their top five team. So, hey, look, we brought you on for a reason. They're, they're, they're here for uh, – here for right now, and let's hope that they continue to play well. Obviously, Josh might not as the, the Hornets fan trying to vie for playing spot there. But, uh, Joshua, anything else for Nick? Anything uh, that we had for him? I'm just switching gears a little bit, but we'd love to hear about Enable. We haven't talked to you in a while about how things are going since the last time we had you on. We'd love to hear where things are at. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I haven't really talked about it a whole lot especially on like social media and stuff. I know I've been making a lot of posts, well, not recently, but I was before. Um, but I just kind of think I just wanted to keep everything in, you know, mm-hmm. because there's still a lot of, I don't want to say questions, but not a lot is a for sure thing yet. But what I'm at right now with this, I'm still in talks with a lot of different people. So I'm in talks still with like, you know, Fox sports. I'm still in talks with, and I'm still, you know, actually going to start getting some funding. I think with the whole COVID thing going on, especially like here, for example, in Illinois, mm-hmm. we have a mandate now. So pretty much anywhere downtown in Cook County, um, 
if you want to go to like a gym, if you want to go to a restaurant or you want to go to the indoor event or whatever, you have to be vaxxed. And I think like that's, that's going to cause a little bit of issues where I'm at, obviously, because the last thing I want to do, like, I want to make everybody comfortable. You know, that, that, that's the whole thing about it. I know like everybody has their own rules. Everybody has their own opinions and things like that, but I just want to, I don't know, just make sure everyone, yeah, just like it says, as comfortable as possible. So I'm starting to have talks with like grocery stores, you know, gyms, colleges, and trying to get some funding. You know, I've had a lot of great conversations with these people and we're still going for it. But again, with this whole COVID thing, more people, I guess, are getting sick right now, too. So especially this is this is the time when everybody gets sick in this weather. So, you know, it's it's kind of challenging, but. I think as this year goes on and things like that, I really think I'm going to really make a lot more progress for sure. Especially in the infancy stage of something like this, like I think 50% of just the battle with creating something like this for people who might not know and definitely check it out. It's nabl.net, but it's one of those things, like even just awareness of, of what you're trying to bring light to, right. With special needs community. I think it's definitely 50% of the battle is just trying to get the awareness and the eye on it. And then as you continue to, you know, try to build things and, and look, keep us updated as you keep to do, you know, keep doing things with the brand. And, and anytime you do something, or if you're ever like out in North Carolina and you want us to you know, hang out and do some stuff with the enable, let us know, man. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a lot of, um, I have some events actually planned, you know, starting second semester at some, you know, small colleges around where, where I live. And they wanted to do like um, scrimmages for like get like a little tournament going of like four teams of like different special needs, you know, teams and, you know, just have like a little one day, you know, tournament and things like that just to raise more awareness. And so to get more people to know about what, you know, what enables all about what I'm what we're trying to do. Um, but for North Carolina, I have my friend. Actually, I have a friend that actually is going to be playing for the Charlotte, you know, the MLS expansion uh, expansion team. And he's one of my good friends. So I might actually be. um hopefully going up there for a game sometime next year. So his name's Brad Bronicle. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him before, but I'm really yeah. good friends with him. I've heard I'm not. I've been following the Charlotte expansion team pretty close. Yeah. I remember yeah. That. yeah he's, really, yeah, he's, he, he's a really good dude. And, you know, he played on the Chicago fire. He was a starting midfielder for a few years and I got close with him through like social media and he was giving me, giving us free tickets and stuff all the time. So he said, Nick, whenever you want to come out here for a game, you know, hit me up. Like we're, we, we follow each other on social media and stuff. We talk occasionally. Well, the, uh, I, I won't lie. Josh is definitely the, uh, the more soccer versed uh, person out of the two <laughs> of us. But uh, yeah, if there's something North Carolina loves as a very, uh, not that many uh, professional sports franchises here. Obviously we have the hurricanes in Raleigh and we have a couple of uh, teams in Charlotte, but there's something we love here. It's, it's soccer. You know, you have a professional team right down the road here in the middle of the state. And then you've obviously got the Charlotte team. So that's really dope to, uh, to hear that. Yeah. Well, we're excited, uh, Nick, with your stuff on enable and um, let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can support the cause. Yeah, absolutely. So um, enable, I have a, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook page. And pretty much if you just literally just look up National Ability Basketball League, you'd be able to find it. You know, that that's easy to self. And then I personally have my own, you know, Twitter and Facebook. So if you just look me up, you know, Nicholas Levere, you'll be able to find me pretty easily too. And any questions that any viewers or anybody ever has, please, you can sh shoot all your questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask me anything because I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to help get more people 
to not only know about this, but just to have more people understand what it is that I'm trying to do and why I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time and why this should have been done a long, long time ago for these kids. So looking forward to uh, talking again in the future. All this stuff will be linked. I don't first feel like I'm on a YouTube channel when I say that, but we do. If you look <laughs> below where you're listening to this podcast, uh, all of our links will be down there as well as all of his uh, a couple of Twitter pages, Instagram, as well as the website. Uh, it'll all be down below social media when this uh, pod goes up as well. So pleasure having you. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much for having me. Go Bulls, baby. We are here to talk about panic button. And for those that might not be able to tell or see, because again, we keep telling you videos coming. Loud, insert loud alarms blaring here. Last time I did that, I got three text messages from three different people saying never do that again. So I'm not doing that again. Semi loud alarm blaring here. (laughs) Um, We are (laughs) talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Why did it take this long? I, you know, I always ask you questions. I'm just going to ask you the first thing I say. Because you kept telling me that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, my first question. question. Why did it take this long? She kept telling me they were going to turn it around at some point. Okay, I also kept telling you I'm severely worried too. So, like, yeah, one of those emotions like, has to outweigh the other. Saying, eventually, they're going to figure this out. Clearly, they, they are not. Clearly, they're not. They're no, not 100%. going to figure it out. <laughs> not it's LeBron. This team, for a team that has Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, looks more like that first team LeBron was with in LA that was just LeBron and literally no one else. It hurts. Honestly, LeBron say- probably wishes he had that team back. He would have Kuz and Lonzo and Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram be balling right now i just obviously some things basketball sense wise don't make sense when you look at a team and go you know i'm pretty happy knowing that lebron james anthony davis and russell westberg are playing on my team now if i didn't if i left out entirely that you know all of them were above the age of 30 and i think anthony's 29 but regardless all of them are basically you know details 30 right or i left out the year because 2021 Russell Westbrook and 2016, I'm going to throw out as a year that I believe he won MVP. Uh, it was 2022 invested. Russell Westbrook now. Yeah, I know. Happy New Year, by the way, to everyone. We didn't say that. But uh, the at the end of the day, like, it, it's something, something you would think by now it would have clicked. Can I tell you why I'm genuinely concerned, though? Because everyone was worried about offense, right? Everyone was like, how is the Westbrook fit going to work? Like, I feel like that it was just a tired take. Like, it, it got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of it. This take was said enough, and, and we understand that it's going to be a tough fit. My, I was bullish, and you remember this. I was bullish that the defense was a question mark coming into the season. I said that when we had Brett on. It was very clear. Like, he, he described and put out in front of us the roster that we saw and how they could fit maybe in this way and how maybe they could fit in this way and how they're going to have to really stretch the three-point ability from some of these seventh, eighth man guys. He made it very clear, like, it's possible. This team isn't that bad defensively. (laughs) I'm kind of concerned. I'm kind of concerned because if I'm concerned about defense coming to the season, and I have a lot of stats to go through, I won't go through all of them, but just defensively, they're 26th in fouls, so they're making bad decisions on the defensive end. But in result of being aggressive defensively, when you have a guy like Anthony Davis who's always averaged a pretty high amount of fouls, by the way, that happens. I'm not stressing about the fouls. Because they're seventh in steals per game with 8.3. They're fifth in blocks per game with 
Uh, I didn't actually write the number down. I think it's eight point. I think it's 4.4. <laughs> actually, I, I just did those not long ago. Um, and they're 14th in defensive rating. So they're just barely above the middle of the pack. Now, look, I don't know if you have much thoughts on the defensive side of the ball for the Los Angeles Lakers. They've only played your Hornets once, I believe. And I don't even remember who got the better of that matchup. So well, I, I couldn't care less. But offensively, it's it's pretty bad. It's scary. We can address it. it I have them all. I have every offensive stat from NBA.com on front of me. Defensively, I will say the issue, the Lakers are giving up 111.9 points per game, which puts them at 11th in the Western Conference mm-hmm. in points allowed per game. And by that, I mean like on the – like with first being the least amount of points allowed per game in the Western yep. Conference, they're 11th. It's pretty low. They have been okay. And that was kind of my point. Is they've, been, they've been better than I thought because I thought they were going to be <laughs> – well below that. I thought they were going to be bottom five in the league in totality, not just the Western Conference. So I'm I'm okay with the fact that this team def- defensively, you, you championship teams don't, and we by the way, we both had them in the championship against the Nets. So the Lakers or any other team for that matter, championship teams don't get good defensively in January if they're going to improve on defense, but they're going to get better in February, March, April. Like they're going to improve in May, even if they make the playoffs at this rate, I'm questioning that, but yeah, no points allowed is obviously that's what's hurt them. A lot of these small close games where they lose to Sacramento or they lose to Houston or they lose to like these bottom feeder Western conference teams, who, by the way, for those two are probably ranked below them in points per game allowed. So but seriously, though, offensively, it, it's it's like nauseating to the point of like I'm just shocked it took you this long to bring it up, or you haven't even like you're you were so the Russell Westbrook thing doesn't work. Tell me, is it really not working? It's not working, right? It's not his fault, but like, where are we with this? Like, it, I don't understand. LeBron's having to average 39 a game in like the, the last like three weeks. It's ridiculous. I don't know if now. I mean, like. Russ isn't having a good season. That's, yeah, no, point blank. Don't sugarcoat it. The only person that is is LeBron's having a good season. AD is when he's there. Yep. The rest of the team is dreadful. That's a good word, dreadful. I like that. Like, other than, like, some fairly efficient play from DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, who aren't taking very many shots, that's why they're so efficient. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team's just awful. Like, where does your scoring come from after that? Well, I don't even know. That's like so that's that's the scary part about how, and I'll go through a couple of these and why. Like with AD out, with AD out, your number three scoring option is Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, your number four yeah. scoring option is Malik Monk. Yeah, a guy, by the way, the mellow thing, like, I'm glad you brought that up. I told you preseason, I was hoping he would be no more than a six man. Well, he's your, with AD not there, he's the third scoring he's option. With AD man. there, he's the fourth scoring option. I know. It's that's, it, he's, he's too far along in his career to be doing that. Yep. We're to the point where, like, you're having to rely on a Carmelo Anthony, which, by the way, I believe he's 36. So I'm just going off of my, my, top of my head you can double check me he's he's north of 30 the 35 i mean he's in that number where you do not need him in january if you're a championship contender Melo should be averaging 12 minutes a game right this mm-hmm. 
Now, come May, 24, 27 even. I think he's close to 24 right now. The Lamar Odom role of the past. I'm giving them a championship comparison team. Maybe it'll turn them around. Can I tell you the only – before I even look, I haven't even looked at these stats. We haven't mentioned a single offensive statistic that's like other than some players and where these players fit. Can I tell you the only bright spot I took? And this is where, look, I'm, I'm throwing the fan thing. This is me breaking down what this is, because that's what panning button is. If we if we were panning button the Hornets, I would hold you accountable. Same as we're holding my team accountable, clearly. Well, I know exactly what we would talk about if we're panning button the Hornets. But, but no, that's fine. We no reason to, because right we're not panicking. No we're not, they're not panicking. They're going to be fine. The only good thing I took out of the research for this segment, Josh, is that we have this weird luck. Every time we throw a team in panic button, they go on a two-week run. That is the <laughs> only – that is the only – no joke. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing. You can laugh. But I'm laughing because I'm just seeing you see it is that we're throwing you, your team a bone here. To I, I genuinely hope that's what this is. Because tell me right now, between now and the All-Star break, what they need. Like, look at their schedule. Look at anything. Tell me right now what they can get to build momentum before All Star break. It's our pan- it's panic button. It has to be at this point. <laughs> it's it's the panic button. The Hawks went on a few games. They won a four they went on a four game win streak the moment we put the Hawks. The Hawks were the first team this year in panic button. Right, that was the only team we've done so far. We put the Hawks in. They went they went four games and then get decimated by Coke. That makes me nervous before comparing the two. But no, I'm serious. Like genuinely, I think something has to happen. And I hope at this point it's the panic button curse or the panic button resilience. I don't know what word I even want to put in there anymore. I am I am sick. This team, as many people have picked them to be contenders, I, it, it is sickening. So how bad does it get? So make, you said miss the playoffs. So I've said that for three weeks. The mm-hmm. reason I've said that is because, and I'll, I'll just do this now because then we can break down what we do with the Hawks where it's like, I ask you a couple of things and the way we approach this panty button segment for those who might be new here is we look at a couple of things. Like obviously we address right up front. The reason we're hitting the panty button is because these teams are bad, right? There are things that need to be talked about or addressed. The question is though, you have to look at the bright side and go, what can turn around for the team? Like what can get the team back to where like, Example, we hit the, Haw- the Hawks panic button last year when panic button wasn't even a segment. We like jokingly were like, oh, ha, ha, we're gonna hit. and then we actually made a segment out of it thanks to the fact that the Atlanta Hawks almost made the finals last year. So thank you to Atlanta for creating a whole new segment for this show. We appreciate it. It was awesome. However, <laughs> offensively, they are eighth in points per game with 111. Uh, sixth in field goals made with 41. Ninth in field goals attempts. Eighth in field goal percentage. Up front, by the way, right on the surface, we're just scratching the, that top 10 and every field goal percentage stat, every field goal, you know, from inside the arc stat. Pretty good, right? Well, inside the arc stat. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's get to a little deeper. 16th and three point percentage with 34.9. By the way, the league average is down anyway, but still not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but only on 34 attempts, which they are 20th in the, they are 20th in the NBA in attempts. So they clearly understand they suck at shooting threes. They are going to just take them. <laughs> That's where we are. We knew that preseason when we were, you were like, well, what is Wayne Ellington going to do? Shoot seven a game <laughs> at this rate. I think LeBron's going to shoot 12 a game. I think that's where we are. Um, they are 28th <laughs> in free throw percentage. Mm. So you're telling me if Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, whoever, I mean, at this point, whoever gets fouled, they make 73% of their free throws. 
You are a professional basketball team full of veterans. That's a pretty career LeBron average right there. 73%. As a team. (laughs) Yeah, but like just as an example, like that's a pretty spot on LeBron average. He's not taking every one of them though. Yeah, but I'm just saying the characterization of it. Like, yeah. I feel like that's that's pretty characteristic of LeBron. 11th in rebounds per game. And I think what Russell Westbrook is. I mean, you should be high in rebounds per game. You're playing DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard on your team. You should be driving boards. I think it's deeper. I think Russell Westbrook is the reason that stat is even above 11 or even above 15. Uh, 11th in assists per game. So they are moving the ball. And I think we need to find Russell's top five in assists in the NBA, despite his, which really puts in perspective. Um, how inefficient his shooting has been, considering that he's still racking up assists. And here's the two things that opened my eyes and let me see the no playoff light. They are 28th in turnovers per game. Now, when you have Russell Westbrook on your team who leads the NBA, who, by the way, leads NBA history in turnovers, look it up. Not a joke. Did not understand that when I saw that. Um, and they are 15.2 fast break points per game. You go, well, that sounds like a little bit, right? Like, you know, this, these are NBA professionals. Like, the pace of the league is so high, the threes. Josh, do you have any – can you just make a guess where you think that ranks in the NBA? Seems really low. Um, 15.2. It seems really low in fast break points per game. These are NBA characterized as a fast break point. Any point in transition where a rebound, I believe, turns into a transition bucket. So, like, what you would think 15 seems kind of low, right? Well, where does, like, the transition slow down? I, I don't know. I don't where know how the stat is. I didn't go in detail how the stat was categorized, okay. but it is logged as a fast break point. It's just like bench point. It like feels like record. it would be, like, bottom five. But it's, it's third. Third, oh, third overall. They are third in the NBA. A team that has the highest aged average in January – is averaging the third most fast break points. Do you see the problem? I don't understand that stat at all. It's what it really comes down to. I, even if even if we understood it, a 34-and-a-half-year-old age team is averaging the third most fast break points in the league in January. Yeah. This isn't May. Or we thought they would be, or June, I guess. The NBA Finals is a June event. So, now that you hear the apocalyptic Lakers offense through January 3rd, can you give me a bright spot? As A, obviously we're not fans in this segment. Like, as a non-Lakers fan, as a Lakers watcher, as a spot. NBA analyst, can you give me something that, that tells me right now – they don't get, they're not getting back to the that where we had them in the top three in the West. That's not happening. I, my expectation is right no. now, if you make the play in, I am happy as a Lakers fan. Not me, but anyway. right spot is LeBron is outplaying expectations. It's not leading to wins, though. The segment we're leading to some wins, like you're not like in the bot, like you're not in the bottom five. So <laughs> I don't want to leave the segment with no hope, though. Like, I want, I mean. To to like the segment for it to get go. better, like AD is probably going to come back as your biggest hope. Okay, so I'm hoping a guy who's injury prone in the last three to five years is is coming back as well. Yep, doing. that's that's my hope right now in January. You want you wanted to get better. Here's what has to happen: one, AD's got to come back because he's right. been playing great when he's there, and the Lakers look like at least a middle of the pack playoff team with him. Funny, second, you said that. go ahead. You have another. I'm, to, I'm good to hear this. 
Like they, can, they got to work at the trade deadline to bring in guys who can actually score. That was one of because my Because relying on Carmelo Anthony and Malik, even if AD comes back, if your options after those big three, if your best options are Carmelo Anthony, a guy who was almost out of the league a few years ago, and Malik Monk, a guy who went on record this week stating that the only team in the NBA who called him at all in the offseason was the Lakers. 29 teams didn't want Malik Monk. That's sad, by the way. I like Malik Monk. I'm He's your fifth scoring option. Yeah, no, I'm, that's disappointing. But I'm a fan, and I'm disappointed that the 29 teams did not call him. Well, 28, 28, let's say, because the Charlotte Hornets were clearly not calling him. So let's say 28 for one <laughs> because they got rid of him. So, yeah. Okay. Got to bring in a shooter or a score. Preferably, you've got to bring in a sharpshooter. Both fair points. A guy who's just a sharpshooter. The trade deadline thing, that's clear. Like, they are going to have to be attackers because they just traded away Rondo, who, by the way, I'm last year. That's what's very even clear. more concerning. They're acting like sellers right now. Oh no no this Rondo thing like Rondo the Cavs were more the Cavs were more buyers and I think Rondo understands like this team's not winning a championship so Rondo wanted to go to a place where he was happier that is where that came from then they they proceeded no you're right about the seller part though they didn't sell Rondo they sold Denzel Valentine who they got back who could be a okay bench piece for them right now with the COVID situation in the NBA but they were like nah New York you can have him for I think it was literally cash considerations or a second round pick they actually never released it which is even funnier so. Clearly, Palinka's up to something. I don't know what it is. The trade deadline thing, I agree with you. Right now, though, A, we don't, I don't want to go through any scenario whatsoever because it's going to make me vomit. Second of all, there's time for that because they will be making moves. We will be recapping them in some way and going, is this team any different? Here's my bright spot, and then we can uh, move on. The teams in front of them, we're going to go ahead and assume right now are locks, right? Our Warriors, Suns, Jazz. 100 yeah. percent those three barring a major fallout or injury those three are right now the one two and three you can lock it in i think so at least and we think we both agree here's where it gets fun the grizzlies are great don't get me wrong so far 23 and 14 and they won a lot of games without jaw i'm gonna say right now the grizzlies i'm not saying they're the four seed but i'm gonna say right now they're in the playoffs they're a top 16 somehow before the end of the season the nuggets Jokic is single-handedly carrying them but Jamal Murray is coming back. So A, or one, I'm going to go through the numbers here. The Nuggets in front of them, the Lakers can pass the Nuggets if they go on a hot streak. The Nuggets are going to lose stupid games. It's going to happen when you have when you have Jokic single-handedly carrying the game. These are teams in front of them. The Clippers, Paul George just went out for four weeks with an elbow injury. And that team beyond that, I'm not really excited about. The Lakers are 19-19 right now at seventh in the West. They are currently right now the, the first team out of the playoffs for the play-in. That is promising when we are literally hitting the panic button on him, thinking they are one of the worst teams in the NBA, but yet in the West, they're seventh. No, they're not one of the worst teams in the NBA. It's just playing that. like it, they are playing like it. They are <laughs> seriously. No, that's that's I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, that record in the East would warrant uh, the 11 seed. So it's uh, just for what it's worth. The East is really good this year. Um, the Mavericks 19. No, it wouldn't. It would warrant 19. a tie for eight. Sorry. Eight. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at the, uh, I was looking at the wrong team. So the Mavericks, I'm not sold on anything outside of Luka. I'm, I'm not convinced Luka's going to get them into the top six or even in the play at this rate. So I think Dallas I think is going to start to move up when Luka comes back. Great. I but right now, I think right, this, right this moment, he's not there. They I'm, I'm assuming quite impressive uh, without him. Without him, yeah. Kristaps has been good. I think that's been the, the, the kind of wrench in this, in this example. But still, 
I think the Lakers are better than the Mavericks, no matter how you cut. The Timberwolves, I think they're starting to see the fall from grace. They are 16 and 20. They are ninth. Obviously, they've been hit with a lot of COVID issues. They literally played Greg Monroe. That's not a diss on Greg Monroe. Shout out to Greg Monroe. Timberwolves uh, are about where they should be. <laughs> give or take. With those three guys, yeah, they probably should. Ninth, they're about where they should be. Kings, 16 and 22, done. Don't they are overplaying. Spurs, 14 and 21, they aren't done. Got they, it, done. Their record looks worse than they are. I don't oh, know. Yeah, no, they're better. They're, be- they're a better team than that record looks. They're a better team than the Lakers. My point is, I'm giving you seven teams that I think the Lakers can get near or above. And then the Blazers, because of the Lillard thing, Lillard's missed too much time. They're 13 and 22. The Blazers are out of blast, I think, this year. So. Yeah. I'm not even going to read the last three because they don't warrant being read. Sorry. But I think right now the Lakers are can be better than the Clippers, Nuggets, not Grizzlies. They're too far from the Grizzlies, but Timberwolves, Kings, Spurs, and Blazers. So as so of right you now, could see you, five seed best case scenario then. That's that's what I'm telling you. That's a good thing. That's in the playoffs with no play in. You would play a Nuggets team, a Clippers team, a Mavericks team, a Timberwolves team. You would play a team that you can beat in the playoff series. Five versus or four versus five. Or you play, they would play Memphis. or whatever, or whatever. I'm just using like a future scenario. You have no idea who you play, but I'm just saying you play one of those teams that you could probably beat. So it does come to playoff seeding. That's not where I, that that that's where I'm ending it for me. That's where I'm done with it because right now it's DefCon. I'm going to give you DefCon four because I think that's how close we are to. If something doesn't happen, a deadline. I think there's a riot at Crypto.com Arena, and I and I said Crypto.com Arena because I can't believe we made it this long with not mentioning the disgusting name change that I think at this point is the reason for their struggles. I'm just kidding. That has nothing to do with it. Um, but it's a disgrace that they changed the Staples Center name. That was the only thing I'm going to say as a fan the rest of the show. Any other thoughts on the Lakers, Josh? I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to grab this, this trash can below me and vomit. I'm done. I think I'm over with it. I'm done. I, need uh, I do month. want to point out, um, well, one on the crypto.com arena, can we just talk about how inherently weird it was that the most premier like basketball arena in the nation is named after like a paper supply company? Yeah, it is always weird that the Staples name stuck around that long. It is it is interesting. They went from the forum, the which is historic. Center. <laughs> they went from the forum, which was like historic. Great name. Yeah. Like Jack, Jack literally referred to it as the forum in everything he ever got interviewed about the Lakers. It was great. The form to staple, and it, it, it's a weird transition, but I, I refuse, and a lot of NBA people I talk to also refuse. So <laughs> I refuse to call it crypto.com. I just want to come that eventually. The four seconds of I wanted to give it the four seconds that it didn't deserve. So, so the other thing is, we talked about best case scenario, how the Lakers turn around. I'm going to give you worst case scenario. Lakers missed the playoffs. Scenario. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't need worst case. We see it. Yeah. See, we see it now. You this see team it? is worst case the scenario. The Lakers almost. missed the playoffs. Yeah. If Good. the Lakers missed the playoffs, LeBron James is a free agent at the end of this offseason. He will not be coming back if no. the Lakers missed the playoffs. No, he not will not resign. He can, the he can fly. He can fly to LA for all of his video, you know, commercial yeah. shoots. And he movie will go find something else. Because frankly, it's just like maybe he'll go join the Nets, and it'll just be <laughs> absolute ridiculousness. I know where you're going with it, and I'm not going to entertain it because this is January. What? The 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 like the the Cleveland thing I brought up a few weeks ago or last week, where it was like oh, I wasn't going to go that far. We're, we're six weeks away from that narrative I mentioned. Ha ha ha! Right? I haven't heard it yet. 
we're still in that time frame. But no, I'm not well, entertaining I LeBron, LeBron goes back to, I've told you before, LeBron will end up in Cleveland again, but it'll be when no he why. buys the Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm not entertaining it because this is a Lakers panic button, but panic button segment. But yes, worst case scenario, they miss the playoffs. I don't, I don't necessarily think he leaves in this playoffs, but I think I a lot of, I think a lot of things change that aren't him. I think there's a See, lot of the, change. We were, we were given that last year. We were given the we're going to make a lot of changes. Kind they of made a lot of bad choices in those changes. Yeah. I think Palinka, I think Palinka loses it's, his job. It's just not playoffs. working. Like I don't think it's. I think Palinka loses his job if, if they miss the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm dead set when I say that. I think, I think Rob Palinka loses his job. Period. Frank Vogel, obviously, I, I don't really know what they would do at that point. It's not Vogel's fault. They <laughs> He's a good defensive he coach. Wouldn't. LeBron casualty always gets scapegoated. It's yeah, but I just don't know. It's not his fault though. I'm, I'm just not sure it's his fault. Mm-hmm. They're they're not like defensively. It's not like he he. You saw the defensive potential of that team with Frank Vogel in the past. It's a team that was built better for Frank Vogel's system. But yeah, no, it's pulling. It would be a pulling a casualty. One hundred percent. So, shall we with the Rockets? Can we call it dra- a drama? Is that the word we're using? I guess we've kind of elected it to be. I don't um, know what else to call it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be the most interesting mid game walkout that we would see in sports all week, but man, was uh, I wrong about that. Oh, uh, you, you beat me to it. Oh, uh, you beat me to it. You beat <laughs> I me really to it. didn't think that I would see something that would uh, possibly overshadow Kevin Porter Jr.'s mid uh, game leaving the locker room and driving home, but. With that being said, like Kevin Porter Jr., has he so to report people, Kevin Porter Jr. at halftime of the Rockets game just went home. Like he uh was upset with the coaching staff. Just went home. Other things that were in that game, I believe Christian Wood refused to go into the game at some point. Um when Steven Silas asked him to. Things the Rockets good players, like I guess what you can call their veterans. Uh, Christian Wood can be called a veteran, I think, at this point, but like Kevin Porter Jr. definitely can't be. But I guess what you can call what passes for a veteran on a Rockets team that is mostly 19 and 20 year olds are growing obviously frustrated <laughs> as to what's going on because this team is intentionally awful. Uh, I was watching the Rockets play a couple weeks ago, and the announcers were pointing out. The oldest player on the floor right now for the Houston Rockets is 20 years old. Wow. I did not realize it was that They low. are a college basketball team. With a I mean, I'd love, to look up, I'd love to look up their league average of age that Brett tweeted out a few months ago because I actually don't remember where they were uh, preseason at least. Obviously, that can change based on, obviously, as you mentioned, a team full of 20-year-olds on the floor. So since what has happened – the Rockets have suspended Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood for one game. Rightfully um, so. <laughs> rightfully yeah, so. I mean, rightfully so. Christian Wood tweeted on Christmas Eve, I love it in Houston. We're going to get back on track. But that's a that was before the walkout. Oh, that was like he that was in, in pure optimism. Like he, he oh, okay. They won, they won, they won. That was before. I was thinking that he was uh he had recentered himself and playing for the Rockets. My bad. That was before um yeah. before that blow up. <laughs> That's a little unfortunate. Yeah, that was right after they started losing again. They went on like a small win streak, and we were kind of like, "Oh, well, that's fun." And yeah, no, they they yeah, that was right after that. I, I can't. We can't talk about this though. Like we we've the fact that we as a podcast 
We try to cover the biggest basketball stories in all of basketball. Have given Kevin Porter Jr. now two segments in our year of doing this. We One year, him. by the way. Yes. Do you remember oh, the Kevin? Like dropped fifty something. We gave him though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we made sure. Well, I guess it was more positive because that. Don't get me wrong. He dropped fifty, but we also addressed like it's a great sight to see from a guy who scored fifty from a guy who had locker room issues in Cleveland, who had issues in college, who had issues in high school. Like this is a clear track record. I think I told you like last time uh, the Cleveland thing was kind of my final straw for him. If I'm Houston, like who, by the way, claims that his stuff, his behavior issues and stuff has gotten better. I just I don't know how you can like you start out the transition from Cleveland, which by the way, for those that might not know, was traded from Cleveland because his locker was moved. He had a outlash because his locker was moved. Yeah. And you trade him to Houston. Houston's like, okay, no worries. We we want to build around you here with this young team, with these guys and that guy. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna draft Jalen Green and play him in front of you and technically make Kevin make play point guard. By the way, Kevin's playing point guard right now. And He's, he's been pretty good, 15 and five, right? But if I'm Houston, if I'm any franchise right now, I'm good. I'll take any other G League level player who can average 15-ish, I guess, if you play on a team like this uh, on the floor. I'm just, I'm just not sure I'm, I'm – I'm, I don't want him on my team anymore, clearly. Like, I think I'm to the point where that's where it is. Christian Wood it was a backlash of something completely different where Silas – like just benched him because of his effort, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, Christian Wood's never been that kind of player. That's what got him the contract from Detroit to Houston. So I'm just not sure where that even came from. But then again, I can't, you know, Coach Silas has been around the league a long time, so I can't really question that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, the Kevin Porter thing, I'm. it's more of an eye-opening or an eyesore than I think we even originally thought. Yeah, I mean – to be honest, from my perspective, this was like an overreaction segment. I'm not like overreacting about this whole thing from Wooden Porter. When a team is playing this poorly, I would want my players to get frustrated. Now, maybe not like physical altercation with coaches frustrated, but I'd want them to care. Um, and so if I'm the Rockets, I'm at least glad from Porter to see that he cares. Um, he's having a bit of a down year. Um, his field goal percentage is remarkably lower this season. He's probably taking more shots because this team's not very good. But he's 21. <laughs> like Someone's going to take another shot on him if he leaves the Rockets, if that even happens. Maybe they smooth things over. They obviously want to. They didn't kick him off the team for leaving at halftime. Well, according to the Woj and uh, Tim McMahon article today, they've Silas quote had they have quote smoothed things over. He's emotional. He's a competitor. He's a good kid. He owns up to his mistakes when he makes them and tries not to make mistakes again. I clearly we've heard that three times in his career at least. I'm just look. I, I agree with you. I don't like. It is a bit of a reaction on my part, but like I'm not just looking at like you know the last three months or whatever. Like I'm looking. Yes, this seems fresh, you know, frustrating or frustrated because they. Quite frankly, they stink. But you can't get it out of your – he's not the leader of the team. He's not a leader. He's 21 years old. 
He's a guy that right now needs to play his best ball because his Houston is not his final destination. He will be ultimately playing for a contract that somebody's going to give him. If he plays 15 and five, someone's going to give you 8 million a year for 15 and five. But right now when they look at 15 and five and they go, I can get 15 and five out of that guy. That's never had any locker room issues. They're probably going to give it to that guy. And that's not necessarily, I'm not overreacting, but that's what I'm saying as a comparison is you shouldn't get that out of your 21 year old. Jalen Green's not doing that. Obviously he's a rookie. That's, that's you know, not a great example, but like none of your other guys are doing that. Christian Wood, it's the effort thing. He was being questioned by the coach. So yeah, this team is frustrated all around. I would be frustrated too. I agree with you. I want my guys to be fired up about not winning games. You want them to win games. But when you have a roster like this, like it's the Oklahoma City. You don't, you don't hear this in Oklahoma City. Now, granted, I get Shea and Jalen Green are on two different stratospheres right now in their careers. That might change. Oh, yeah. but, but like Shea and Giddy, right? Like Giddy just had the youngest triple-double in NBA history the other day. And Shea's like calling him Troy Bolton from High School Musical. And like they got this chemistry going. And it's the funniest thing. And they've been decimated with COVID. And they're still winning games. And their team was already bad before that. So like – I'm not giving them this, like, this team sucks excuse because they have better players than some of these other crap teams. I like Christian Wood. I like Kevin Porter Jr. Obviously, John Wall, the situation with the contract and him not moving, that, that's that's a problem. But forgot John Wall yeah, is still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about if we were doing, like, a draft of uh, current, you know, all-time bad contracts, uh, he's number one on that list. But, yeah, no, this team, like, don't get me wrong, they're not great, but they have better players than some other teams that are performing way better than them. So I'm, I'm disappointed in Kevin Porter jr. And I'm quite frankly, I, I hope it doesn't get any worse than this. So good luck, Houston. So Draymond green was back in the news again this week. <laughs> that should crazy. be, that should be a segment. <laughs> so well, Draymond like- green was in the news this week. Well, it's weird because he's in the news. Like, it's a great tagline, by the way. He's in the news, and yet they're second in the West. Well, first, actually, technically, yeah. because I think because they beat Phoenix. Yeah, so they're they're first in the West right now, twenty eight and seven. And Draymond Green is in the news for a bad thing. Draymond I, Green went off on the NBA about uh, after the NBA postponed the Warriors Nuggets game last week. Uh, Draymond Green was quite upset that the Nuggets were allowed to have a game postponed when the Warriors had to play on with um, several COVID casualties, I guess as I'll say, um, and lost a game uh, due to a shortened team because of COVID. And, of course, the NBA um, has set out their rules that they are going to have games continue to play unless a certain number of players are out and team cannot um, play. To be honest, I am a little confused about the rules as much as probably Draymond Green is. But I mean, he really just came for the league again, which I mean, he's no stranger to do it. Obviously. As crazy as this is going to sound, because the listeners aren't going to know my NBA takes in history and what my opinions have been over the last five to 10 years, because we've only been doing this five for a year. But you, as a, as a friend of mine, like, I am understanding that Draymond Green is an all-time great player. That is not what we're debating today. That's not what we're talking about. However, I have never been a fan of Draymond Green. And I'm actually really on board with everything he said, and I'm kind of okay with everything he said because the league needs to be held accountable because ultimately the people who pay his paycheck, and if he gets hurt because of the situation, because Denver plays him at full strength and then they're having issues, and I, I get where he's coming from. I don't necessarily fully agree with everything he said, 
But I do. Now he was saying Denver needed to have to play. Oh yeah, no, that's he was upset that right, Denver um, was allowed to to get the be game off because they were having COVID problems, but the Warriors had to play on. Well, so and the reason I okay, had more COVID problems to just make it clear to everyone. Yeah, no, and it it doesn't at that point it's a it's a game of straws. But his final tweet is what I kind of like really resonated with is because he made a point where we're trying to you know this is a normal eighty two game regular season now. Granted, this is January, late December, or whatever it may be, but. He goes, not to mention, this will more than likely add a back-to-back to our schedule, which is also advantage Denver. So it's just an inconsistency problem in the NBA. There's not necessarily a fix. He's just doing what he's – I mean, technically, did he get fined? Do we even know if he got fined for this? I don't think they can fine him for that. He's just – I don't think they can either. Speaking his mind. I mean, he's, I mean, he's calling out his employer. So, I mean, if I call out my boss at my job, I'm sure that there's some repercussion. There. I'm not going to get fined, whatever the equivalent would be. Yeah, like, the power dynamics a little different. In the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's fair. I just I want to understand before I say like what I was going to say is like, did he get fined? Look, I'm all for it. You have the voice to do it. It's just like social justice stuff for the NBA players. They have the voice to do it. Do it. Obviously, if there's some constructive criticism there, good. It needed to be said. The NBA needs to be consistent. They've obviously re-released all of the reschedules or postponements. They called them postponements, not cancellations. They were very clear about that in the press release. They came out today, so they, they were able to move schedules. And, yes, a lot of teams, unfortunately, like the Bulls, will have a lot of back-to-backs in March. And I'm not sure if you're the Bulls, you want to play a lot of back-to-backs in March because of COVID cancellations. Nobody's – I don't think anybody's have, had as many COVID problems as the Chicago Bulls. And their repercussion for that, or consequence, if you must, is playing back-to-backs in March. Go look at their yeah. schedule. It's, it's disgusting. They're going to yeah. play a ton of games after the All-Star break multiple nights like they're gonna go to milwaukee they're gonna go to indiana they're gonna come home in two days and play at home twice it's like it's not it's it's not fair for anybody obviously it's not a problem the nba can prevent necessarily where it's like you know we talked about this and that and season this cancellation that but only they've gone on pause two weeks ago who could have seen the necessity for that (laughs) right i know i know what you're thinking but look i'm at the end of the day Draymond did what he felt like he had to do He's on the best team in the West, quite frankly, the best team in the NBA record-wise, and he has the voice to do it. I'm glad he did it. He's calling out a problem that the NBA is very aware is there. It's just, like you said, there's no fix to this problem. It's the inconsistency factor. I think that's what he's frustrated about. Yeah, and it's because of how confusing the what is postponed and what's not for the inconsistency. They have a rule, but, like, I cannot – explain to you very clearly what that rule is because I barely understand it. I don't know where the cutoff is. And obviously Draymond doesn't, I bet the players often don't either. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you, you pick a side and you don't straddle the fence. That's exactly what he said in quotes. And I just, look, they, it's a work in progress. If we're going to make it to June, something like they've done, they've changed the guideline the day that the CDC changed the federal guideline for the United States population. So I'm sure that was not my accent the more I think about that now. But uh, but at the end of the day, like, there's no fix. I'm not, like, going to sit here and tell you that there's a fix. And it's just – it's it's little things like this that may be accountability concerns. And that's why I'm just glad that this is not something I'm, – I'm glad because it, beyond the fact that if it was a COVID problem, like, he's going to, in the future, speak up about accountability issues. And I'm okay with that. Trivia as I uh, signed off with last week. Um, 
I'm Trevor and I'm down five to two. And uh, a week later, I'm still down five to two. So Josh, because he gave me a three point opportunity that I completely and utterly botched, uh, like without failure, are here to try to give you a three point opportunity because that's the fair thing to do. So I'm going to not sugarcoat this or not take any longer because we've uh, added an extra segment. Of course, this episode, we've uh, had a guest and we've had some betting button. We've had a lot of marquee segments here. So, Josh, we are talking about the Houston Rockets in trivia today. Oh, boy. All right. If you're like, well, well, duh. We have a question. We do. Um, So, you actually mentioned, uh, you know, got a lot of young players. Um, Right now, the franchise isn't exactly looking very, uh, let's say, promising or, you know, fun. I mean, you got Jalen Green. You've got guys that have been fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. However, you, because I, I'll just be upfront with you both, you and the listeners. I struggled with the question this week. Um, the Houston Rockets are a topical team because of the drama, and they are bad. So we're going to highlight some good for Rockets fans out there. So you are going to name the top scorers in Rockets history based on points per game. Because that's what I could come up with because I was frustrated with the questions. We couldn't figure out a good question. Uh huh. Yeah. Multiple questions. Is it, I'm assuming there's like a threshold for how many games must have been played to. There are not. No. No. So the second question is is this just their time in Houston or is it their whole careers? It looks like it's just their time in Houston. Okay, good. So is their whole yes. careers that would be frankly awful? No, no, no. This is not as hard as it sounds, but it's also I had to give you some form of difficulty. Yeah. Because you're up five to two. <laughs> so that being said. Uh, so the last thing was point, it's points per game, not total points. points. Points per game because, unfortunately, to our friends at StatMeese, I couldn't find their total points on their website. And total I'm, points would have been a lot more difficult. I agree. Yeah. Until I saw this list. Are you ready to begin? You're just trying to fake me out. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. In points per game, you can begin. Wait, so it's the top 10? Oh, no, I'm, it's all time. And if you get – sorry, I forgot to go through the scoring system. What, yeah, what is the – like? yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, this is the top 25 on this list in front of me. Uh, it's the same format that we did last time with top um, 25, I believe. <clears throat> I believe I did – it was seven, I think it was seven, 14, and 25 is how I did it with 30 guesses. We're going to just do the same format because it worked. And okay. good luck. James Harden. Uh, number one. James Harden is number <laughs> one. We're not going to, this segment's already going to take longer than I wanted it to. So Russell we're gonna Westbrook. We're going to make this quick. Yes. They both, <clears throat> excuse me, are on this list. James Harden is number one. Um, does, do you care about the points per game? Does it matter? Not really. Okay. Uh, uh, James Harden uh, is first, and Russell Westbrook is second. Next. Yao Ming. That's a great guess. Uh, Yao Ming is on this list. I have to find him. He is 10th. Okay. I was getting worried that Yao was somehow not on there. No, no. Um, I just had to find Go him. with his teammate, T-Mac, Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady is a great guess, and he is eighth. All right, uh, let's go greatest rocket ever, Hakeem the Dream. 
Elijah Wan. That's a lovely guess. Where did you get that from? Hakeem Elijah Wan, 23.2 for what it's worth. Uh, he is fourth. Okay. So I've got five done. Yeah. Now I start it gets a little harder. Yeah, it does. Um, this is one of those questions, by the way. I know I said I didn't want to delay this, but this is one of those questions where I told you I look forward to reading the answers you don't get more than I do the question itself. And this is one of those. <laughs> I'm very um, excited. You have not missed one, by the way, for what no. it's worth. Was Clyde Drexler a rocket? I think he was. He was. Clyde I Drexler. He was in the end of his career or kind of like somewhere back then. Um, he is far down this list, but he is on this list. I will figure it out while you're guessing your next one. So that's right? Okay. Correct. Am I allowed to look up if a player played for the Rockets? You can ask me. Did Allen Iverson play for the Rockets? Um, I don't think so. And um, I'll be honest with you. I, I'll give you I'll give you that. He's not on this list. I'm not going to okay, count cool. at this point because he was not. He probably <laughs> it's not just it would not shock me if he did at this point, but no, that's <laughs> no, I love as as much as I love Alan Iverson. No, I don't believe he played for the Rockets. Start, I started out so confident now. Now we're here. Uh, yeah, you technically don't even have a point. <laughs> just see no, I don't. I need one more to get a point. How old are the Houston Rockets? It's a great question. But no, the highest scores will be more recent. I love this because it's like points per game, but uh, with no number of games, by the way, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. It's the most unstat muse thing ever because they normally do a minimum of X, Y, and Z amount, which is, I think, so funny to me. Hey, I look, I don't make the rules. So right, technically, I make the rules. But... Yeah, you do. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, I don't make the rules in this case. I don't feel good giving you a hint because there is multiple, there's multiple Hall of Famers on this list. Mm. As sad as that is, there are also multiple. Don't like, doubt there are. There are also multiple guys that are like, I mean, these are Rockets greats. I would call a couple of issues. I doubt there are very many current Rocket. Well, Christian Wood. We'll throw Christian Wood out there and say that. Ah, uh, there's a good one. Five. That's the one that got you the point. Christian yeah. Wood, of all people. We'll say Christian he's Wood. He's Christian Wood was. Uh, Yao was ten. Said so Christian was thirteenth. Six points Congrats. for Josh. Woo. I told, but yeah, at this point, I told Grayson the other day. I'm. Uh, it's my New Year's regression. That was fun. Uh, not looking forward to the fact that I might not even have a chance in the trivia finale. So. Maybe I'll just have to sit there and not play in the trivia finale. Yeah, no, at this point. See if you can catch me. It's all right. We'll um, see. That would be actually be a fun way to do it. <laughs> give, you make the questions as hard as you want. And then, no, actually, we would not do that. Yeah. That would be very unfair. We always need a mediator for the finale. That's the thing. I can see the stuck, like. Um, and by the way. Moses Malone ever play for the Rockets? Uh, he did. Moses Malone. He was third. <laughs> yeah, that I was couldn't remember one. exactly what team he played for. I wanted to. I feel like a Malone played for the Rockets. Like, it's not Carl, so it's got to be Moses. Yeah, Carl, I believe, did actually. Well, no, no, he played for the Lakers for a little bit. But Charles, I believe, was uh, the, uh, the power forward. I'm thinking of. And no, he's on this list. That's why I said his name. 
good, uh, good, good catch on me there. I'm really actually kind of glad he's not. That mm. <laughs> was at the tail end of his career, so he did not. Mm. Uh, not play it's Stephon Marbury, everybody for the Rockets. At this point, I'm not giving you any did they play for the Rockets help anymore because you've already got at well, least one point. But I'm pretty I'm sure not allowed did. to ask if the player played for them anymore. Pretty sure he did. Good. No, I'm pretty sure he did, which is why I'm not giving you because I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> thirty, yeah, you thirty. Can guesses. I look up if he ever played for the Rockets? He did. I'm I'm 99 sure he did. He played for the Knicks and the Rockets so at, at least. Stephon Marbury. Now look up if he did or not because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, Starbury, by the way. I think he played for the Rockets. I think the Rockets is who he played for before he played for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, Starbury is not correct. Starbury, people call him, is not correct. We're coming up on one of the Not correct because he never played for the Rockets. Oh, darn. That's darn. It is what it is. Little gamesmanship here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're up six to three. I'm okay. I'm okay with you getting one wrong. Six to two. You have two. You don't have three. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I feel even better about that. That's okay. Also, Google does, like, people also search for and put rockets there. That's why I was like, don't Google that. <laughs> well, they didn't play there, so they're not going to put Kenny rockets Smith. there. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, it's no, uh, shout out a good. player that I like that plays for the Rockets. Uh, no. I don't think he's in the top yeah. <laughs> Not a shot. <laughs> Kenny Smith I, yeah, I did. I want to make it clear. I did not think Kenny Smith was in the top 25. I'm just throwing we just gotta get We just got to get content rolling, and you can still get to 14. So that's why. I'm glad you made that guess. Oh, um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul was 23rd. <laughs> I forgot Ooh. that little bit of time he played in Houston. Uh, but I mean, it was clicking in my head. I'm like, I can see him in a Rockets jersey. He was traded for Russ. That's why I have the whole thing worked out. Yep. He was 23rd. Nine right. I have to get five more. I don't think I'm getting five more. Um, you can concede at any point because I'm not going to sit here for the sake of this segment, Lathe. I am not going to sit here and let you guess that many. If you're going to start ever. shouting random things, uh, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Shaq never once played a minute for the. <laughs> that doesn't start shouting random things. Uh, Vince Carter, pretty sure he also never played for the Rockets, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. No, neither of them did. <laughs> don't look at me like they didn't play for every team in the league. <laughs> it's Carter and Shaq. Okay, love it. Next, Rockets fans are losing their mind right now. That's Don't hilarious. look at me like those two players didn't hop around. I can tell you right players. now. I can tell you right now, and I'm not gonna. But I can tell you right now the order Shaq played in the teams that he did. I can <laughs> he, probably get close. I can tell you the teams in the order: Orlando, LA. It probably takes years too. That's where it gets weird. Phoenix. Where did you go? Nope. Boston. Went to Cleveland first before he went Cleveland, to Phoenix. Cleveland, Phoenix, Boston. Bingo. Yeah. And you said Shaq. <laughs> Just keep guessing. I can't wait to read this list. You're going to have like A, slap yourself um, in the face, and B, laugh your butt off. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. some bums on this list. Is oh, great. there are some bums on this list. <laughs> it's, it's okay. And there are some players period you should also get to. Between... Yao, and when James Harden went to the Rockets, it's a big period of time. There's a handful of those guys in there, for sure. And I can't remember anyone who played on those Rockets teams. I can't wait to read this list from one. I'm reading it from 125. I hope you understand that. I'm going to make you, like, I just can't think of anyone who played in that time. Look, you're up 6-2. to You can tap out at any moment and take your your victory lap. 
because you're going to need five more. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, yeah, and total Eric points would be easier. That's a great guess. Eric Gordon is not correct. You've made, 14, you've made 14 guesses now, 15. That is not correct as well. PJ Tucker. That's also not correct. I think that was obvious. Um, PJ Tucker, I believe, is a career six and a half point per game average. I don't think his rocket stays for above. By the way, I read below- Evans. Oh, he, I don't think he played there either. Uh, if, this is a, this is going to turning into my favorite segment where we name players that didn't play for a team at all. Um, <laughs> can I tell you that? Not that it helps you, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. The lowest points per game it starts at 17 and goes up. Okay, okay. Uh, that didn't help. <laughs> it was just a, hey, by the way, didn't help me supremely. Uh, by the way, just just for what it's worth, um, I don't even know if you can get to, uh, two points at this point. So if I figure out that you don't, we're ending the segment. James Harden, Russ, I had Wong. thirty guesses. There's no way that I've gotten fifteen wrong. <laughs> you guess seventeen people. Totally. Yeah, and I got nine right. And you got one. Got two, thirteen three. more guesses to get five. Josh. Let's let's just speed it up. I gotta add music. I gotta add uh, like uh, <laughs> Carmelo add Anthony. Did he play there? Yeah, he question. did. Oh well, uh, I think he was bad. Good. I'm just throwing it. Yeah. Pretty certain Carmelo played there. I will say there are two Rockets greats. Oh, and one. That, I'm and starting two to latch on to. Get. Um, was Montrez Harrell one of the ones? He was not. It's a good guess. Because for a period of time, I'm trying to remember who was on that team. I called them the Houston Clippers because the Clippers' whole team got traded. Yeah. To the Rockets, basically. So yeah. all of those Clippers guys got on a big run. I tell you the truth. I have no hints for you because I genuinely don't. I have zero faith in you. The rest of this segment. This is my plea for you to tap out. <laughs> You have zero faith in me. Zero. Like I, I would have gotten seven and tapped out. Genuinely, Steam just keep going. Stuff. The more you ask me, I'm just gonna keep keep plugging. Hey, the faster you get through guesses, the faster less I have to edit. Hey, more content for the listeners, I guess. Right? It's not Montrez. Is not. You really think Montrez Harrell averaged 17 points a game at one point on the Rockets? That was good. He's averaged that on any team. <laughs> This is my point. I don't, there's, there's like two guys where I'm like, you're going to be like, dang, I should have gotten that. That's it. There are two Hall of Famers. I'm going to be like, dang, should have gotten. Yeah, I just, they're probably Hall of Famers. I'm just not. One of them for sure. Like, you got the Malone piece of one of them. There's another one that I would, in my head, tie to Malone. He he played another, on another friend. He played for the Bullets as well. I'll give you one hint for the guy that you should get the Hall of Famer. He also played for the Bullets. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for understanding that this is a this is a lost cause for the next. My knowledge of that period of time is just not, frankly, that great. What it should be? What do you think? It yeah, might it's be? not what it should be. I'll be Sorry. I'll be honest on that. Um, oh, the seventies is arguably the worst uh, era in all of sports for a decade. I'll I'll say that with confidence. The Lakers were bad. The I keep trying bad. to uh, just name these Rockets guys. Like your best team in the 70s legitimately was like a Bill Walton Blazers team. Just throw DeAndre Jordan out there. 
Let's see if any plans. Okay. Can we, did, 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 you're naming beyond. We've got it. This is like, this has got to be like where you're like, <laughs> this, this man has no more breath left. Like, where do you call it? Time of death, eight, time of death, 949 PM, Monday, January 3rd. Like, this, oh, no, I'm going to keep plugging, man. Please just get it over with. Gosh, I'm writing Jordan. While we're waiting, just... maybe you should go check your fantasy lineup and see that you don't have Steph Curry in. Oh, dang it. It's all right. Okay. Is he's he's got to be scoring like seventy five points. No, he doesn't start for another ten minutes. He's still got time. <laughs> oh well, thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, that. you left most of your. By the way, he left most of your team on the bench. Oh, well, it was the last week I was trying to beat uh, what's called. Now it doesn't really matter because I'm just trying to get a better draft pick at this point. Oh, just kidding. I traded my draft pick. Eh, yeah, it is what it is. Trying to give Mason a better draft pick. It happens. Uh, <laughs> oh darn! Yeah, congrats, Sammy. Oh wow, Kyle Kuzma for like the fourth game row had sixty two points on my bench. Yep. Oh, shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Um, and it will not let me swap Steph in for someone. Yes, it will. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Monta Ellis. Monta Ellis is not correct. I'm not even looking at this list anymore because I don't think he's right. At least look on the list. Oh, no, he's not there. Okay. He's not. I look. How many guesses I got left? I don't know. And quite frankly, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I've got oh, okay. Um, let's just say I've got eight guesses left to get five. So if I miss four more, um, I don't know at this point. You have nine more guesses, as much as that pains me to say. I'm gonna make you edit this podcast <laughs> for the listeners. Oh, no. I edit the show, and we still have a segment. We're recording this. I, people don't care. They're this far. They love this segment. We're recording the Nick segment a day after all of this stuff. We are at 58 Bull minutes. Segment. The Nick, uh, yeah, Bull segment with Nick Levere. Uh, we are mm. at 58 minutes without Nick, without the Bulls. Josh is single-handedly killing the reason this show goes out a day later than it should. Uh, just, just y'all remember that. Remember that when you vote. Remember that when you vote at the end of next year for who your favorite host is. Remember that. Remember this segment. You started this year out on a great note. On my ballot. Got it. Down four points and now you're getting petty. I'm angry. <laughs> I want to read you this list because you're going to love it. For the sake of this list, you're going to love um, this. I'm excited. I'm trying to think of any guy that you might say to be like, no, he's not on there to get it out of your head. But David Lee. No. Because I said it last week. Um, Johnny Flynn. No. <laughs> I hate, Lewis. I hate you with every every ounce of my body because I I'm gonna have to edit. I'm gonna cut all of this out. I hope you know that. Richard Lewis. <laughs> no, no. You have okay. six. So if I miss six. one more, then I'm done. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank the Lord. Yes. <laughs> um, Hamadou Diallo. Oh, okay. we're done. I'm not even gonna write it down. All right, we're done. All right. At number one was James Harden. You got it correct. Uh, congratulations on your point. Uh, that was I would have been severely disappointed. Um, with 316 games played, James Harden, 30 points per game. Russell Westbrook was second with 30 games played and 27 points. <laughs> so, I mean, good good on you. You got a guy who played 30 games. Uh, Moses Malone was third with 24 points. I'm not going to read the points for everybody. Uh, Hakeem, you got, was fourth. You got the top four. Congratulations. This is officially where it gets weird. There are guys on this list before Hall of Famers. <laughs> Love it. Uh, at fifth all time in points per game in Rockets history is Kevin Martin. Never would have guessed that. Mm-hmm. No, because at six is Victor Oladipo. 
When did Depot play for the Rockets? <laughs> 11 games before he went to the uh, – in that part with the Pacers deal, the four-teamer for Harden. 11 ga- – oh, that's right. <laughs> he was there for a cup of coffee. All right, after Victor Oladipo had his cup of coffee in Houston, like you said, uh, John Wall, who played 24 <laughs> games, uh, was, I believe, right now to seventh because your buddy T-Mac was eighth. I should have said John uh, Wall. Yeah, John, 24 games. Man, you should have got it. <laughs> this is the reason I wanted to do this whole list. I, I opened this list earlier today, and I went, this guy is why we're doing this list. And then it got better. At ninth, ahead of Hall of Famer. Actually, I don't know if I, y'all mean Hall of Famer. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Ahead of Hall of Famer and Rocket Great. All-time great. Top three Rocket all-time, Yao Ming, is Kelly Olenek. How many games did Olenek play within Houston? 14. He played less than Victor did. <laughs> or, sorry, more, yeah, more than Victor did. Uh, all right. I the did guy not, genuinely... There is nothing in my memory that remembers Kelly Olenek playing in Houston. Me neither. It's okay. Don't remember it uh, at all. Just behind Yao at 11 was Elvin Hayes. That was the bullet that was also a great rocket. His basically his career was basically split in two between the bullets and the rockets. I believe he won a title in, in Washington and did really well uh, early in his career in Houston. I think he actually also played part of it in San Diego, technically, for what it's worth. Uh, Don Coach played 101 games. I believe he probably played a long time ago. You can't even pronounce it. Um, they, for what it's worth, the only stats listed for him are points, field goals, because uh, other stats, I guess, weren't recorded back then. Uh, uh, Elvin Hayes also listed rebounds only other than points, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, Christian Wood, you got correct. Ralph Sampson, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, man, yeah. Um, Steve I didn't Francis, know he played for the Rockets. Steve Francis, Stephon Marbury's cousin, who is more famous on the Rockets than Stephon Marbury is, clearly. <laughs> Steve Francis was the all-time Rocket, not the not Marbury. Uh, good job there. Uh, Clyde Drexler, you got him. The Glide. Uh, 16th is where we are somehow. Uh, it gets weird. Rudy Tomjanovich, I'm disappointed in you because you like Rudy because of that. I gum it. Yeah, that's like one of your favorite, like weird. If we had to give people like our like their names that we like of all time, like, that's one. Of I blanked on Rudy T, dude. The other all-time rocket, Calvin Murphy. He was basically the most relevant player in the seventies um, that played in the Western Conference. Calvin Murphy he played four hundred eighty games. Not claiming to have any seventies knowledge. Katino Mobley, name that you would recognize if you saw his face, except on stat muse, his face is not listed. At all, <laughs> he played 223 games. It's actually a pretty good rocket. Katina Mobley, yeah, it's a name that NBA fans probably should know. Um, Jalen Green has made this list with 10 games. <laughs> now I'm angry. <laughs> Jimmy Walker, another guy that uh only recorded certain stats because he played so long ago. And the last four, <laughs> Garrison Matthews. <laughs> With eight games played, we averaged 17.4. Garrison I hate you. Matthews. Oh, no, it gets better, Josh. Oh, it gets better. Oh, there's three people left, and you got one of them already. Chris Paul was 23rd, as I said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you 24 first, even though I think it's worse to hear. Does the name Kyrie Thomas mean anything to you? No. Play for the Pistons for a little while? 
I recognize it, but it means nothing to me. He played one game. Oh, God. And he scored 17. How did he play one game with the Rockets? Don't care. He played one game. He's on this list. He deserves to be mentioned. And at 25, the reason this list is hilarious to end with, not 24th is to hit Kyrie Thomas, but 25, is Meta Sandiford Artest, who played 36 games for the Houston Rockets. Oh, God. We're on our test. I found a way to make his way back to this show. <laughs> the last time Ron Artest, Josh has walked off, so I am officially ending the show because we are at an hour without the bull segment being put back into the show when we record it tomorrow. Um, this has been the Two Pointers podcast. Josh is now somehow up six to two after this dreadful question. And, um, I feel like we're even now. And if Josh, you start giving me one point questions, I'm not going to be disappointed. Um, but this has been the two pointers podcast. I'm Trevor. I'm going to edit in Josh saying I'm Josh. And in my best Josh impersonation, we will see you soon. Maybe if Josh actually comes back to the show. Goodbye. Goodbye.